Welcome to Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. This is where we let Alaskans know what to put in their box at Alaska's Comic Shop, located in downtown Wasilla, behind Chimo Guns, and directly above Game Theory at 500 East Swanson Avenue. You can find out more about Alaska's Comic Book Shop at www.aegiscomicsalaska.com, and you can follow us on social media at Aegis Comics Alaska. Let's get it started. Hey guys, it is Lou here at Aegis Comics of Alaska. I am your host for this podcast where we keep you up to date on the goings-ons at Alaska's Comic Book Shop. I am joined today by my beautiful, endearing, (laughs) sexy, patient... Beautiful wife, Amy. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Well, we'll do some uh, quick housekeeping, and first off, just mentioning our preferred comic book grading service at the shop, uh, EGS Grading Services. That is Expert Grading Services, and if you're trying to get that collectible that you own graded, encapsulated. We are an official drop-off and pick-up. As a matter of fact, I believe we are the only shop in Alaska that offers drop-off and pick-up for graded books. Mm -hmm. And EGS offers this awesome product where it's a very transparent grading service. It's customizable. You you will see the the customized color match labels if you... If you want one of those, or you can just get the standard blue for regular graded books, yellow if it's a signature series, and along those lines, we're the only shop in the state right now that offers uh, autograph witnessing services. So when we have that guest writer or guest artist up at the shop or at Art at Comic Con or any other cons that take place, uh, we are the only shop in Alaska right now that I'm aware of that offers that witnessing service, not just for EGS, but also for CBCS as well. So um, if you're interested in those types of services, just message us. Uh, We always answer our social media at Aegis Comics Alaska, which is Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube now. Uh, We're on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so... So go check out EGS. Check out their website. It's uh, www.expertcomicgrading.com? No, it's uh, www.egscomicgrading.com. Ah, I knew I was yes. off just a little bit. And uh, uh, you check them out there. Uh, we also offer CBCS. Uh, CBCS. So I believe we're the only shop that offers CBCS as well, as a matter of fact. And uh, CBCS uh, is cbcscomics.com and they are actually the OGs in the in the grading biz. A lot of you know CGC. Well, the president of CBCS was their lead grader and he is a contributor to the Overstreet Grading Guide. This guy is considered the the uh, final authority on comic book grading and we offer their services as well. The reason we we prefer EGS. They're just faster and they're customizable. They're also, like I said, they they 
I've said in past podcasts, you're going to get detailed grading notes with your book. With and CB- he uses the Overstreet Guide. So, that's, you know, I mean, his stuff is legit. That's true. They, the thing with CBCS, though, is that uh, they've been in the game longer. They take much longer because there's a lot of demand for them as well. Uh, but we just want Alaskans to have a choice. We don't mm-hmm. want a monopoly on the thing. So you have a choice of CBCS or EGS. And if you have questions on either service, just hit us up and we'll explain it to you. But once again, we are uh, one of the, if not the exclusive drop-off pickup for, for the state on those particular services. And we think that uh, if you're a serious collector, you should take a look at those. Mm-hmm. Uh, other thing, if you're looking to protect your collections right now, that... Uh, you know, you need your two two mil mylar bags, or you need your short boxes or long boxes, or your magazine boxes. We have those at the shop. Now, for those that's strictly curbside, you got to message us. Uh, we'll be gloved up, masked up, look <laughs> outbreak ready, and we'll meet you. Uh, you have to message us to schedule it, but we'll meet you at the curb and give you your your boxes of or bags and boards if that's right. something you need. And, and just a quick shout out to Little Shop on the Tundra. She made us these wicked awesome custom masks. They're superhero themed. They're super awesome. She's a local shop in Wasilla. Check her out. She's online. Little Shop on the Tundra. She's got a Facebook and an Etsy and she'll make you all sorts of different masks and different, you know, whatever material you're looking for. Um, so if you do do the curbside pickup, we're going to be wearing our custom comic book theme mask to make sure you're protected and we're protected. That's right. And that way, when you do see us, you know that you're not getting robbed. Because when we do curbside service at the shop, and we, we try to do it strictly for you know the stuff that we just can't mail. It would be too cost prohibitive for you and for us. Uh, we don't want it to look like a, a shady drug deal with our... Yeah, we're not sticking you up. We don't got meds. We're not going to be like, give me all your comics. You know, we're not doing that. We're actually bringing stuff to you. Like, it's, it's legit. That's right. So we, In the parking lot, looking like a drug deal. Yeah. So but we, it's only comics. <laughs> so shout out to Wasilla PD. Just making sure <laughs> making sure you guys are informed that uh, we are not conducting uh, illegal we're operations. We're on the up and up. We legit. Yeah, we're not, we're not trying to do things on the QT, on the quiet tip. We're... we're <laughs> We're trying to do it legit here. Uh, other thing, uh, uh, remind everybody is that we have the Web Shop Rewards Program. And we started that because I know that there are many of you that are blessed out there right now that you do have a job that's still paying you. You still have some form of income, uh, whether it be passive or otherwise. But for those people that are struggling but still want to earn a comic book for their family and don't want a handout, uh, this is one way of doing it. The rewards program, you put that effort in, you just sign up at the at the web store. And I want to make, I got to clear this up here. It's not the same as when you signed up for the pull box. It's a completely separate program. You have to go to the actual web shop. So when you go to agescomicsalaska.com, click the web store, mm-hmm. online store, online shop. You go there, you'll see a little blue icon that has like a gift bag icon in it. You click that and join the rewards program. The moment you join the rewards program, you earn 50 points right there. 
And then every time you share on social media or you refer someone to the online shop mm-hmm. using that link and that program, you're going to earn even more points. Uh, just entering your birth date, celebrating your birthday, you will earn 50 points. So very quickly, you accumulate points to earn that free comic book. So that's another way. And with that, you know, you earn that free comic. Don't worry about the shipping. We got you. We'll send it to you. Like, that's that's going to be a, something we want to do. We want to share with you guys. We want to make sure you're getting your comic books. We're, we'll take that one. We'll send it to you when you, you know, if that's all you got is your reward book, we'll send it to you. We will get it to you. So, and we're the only shop in the state that I'm aware of right now that has the flat rate shipping. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for $3, whether you order one book or 50 books, it's just three bucks flat rate shipping, whether you're on the North Slope, whether you're in Bethel, whether you're in Nome, whether you're in Kodiak. Dillingham. Dillingham. Pick a place. Pick we'll a place. We'll send it to you for we three bucks. You. That's right. So, and all books are sent to you bagged and boarded. All comic books are bagged and boarded. And we use only priority mail or first class mail. Do not ask us to do media mail. It is that is the worst thing you can do is media mail with comic mm-hmm. books. It is the lowest priority for the postal service. And I know, and especially I've, right now, the postal service is a wee bit overwhelmed with everyone ordering stuff online. So you don't want it to go to the bottom of the bin. That's right. And there's enough horror stories out there for people that were trying to save a buck and they go media mail and then they never receive their package. Mm-hmm. So. We do not do media mail. We only do first class and priority mail. But at three dollars for flat rate shipping, there's nothing to complain about there. Yeah. You're 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 I getting the best. Media deal. mail can really no, like can, like no. go up against that. No, so we got <laughs> you there. So, uh, and that's a thank you from us to, uh, uh, to you, thanking you guys for your commitment to us and for helping us out. So, we are. Hanging in there with the shop, we are here to entertain now and make sure that you know what's going on in, in the comic mm-hmm. biz. Um, and we talked about the web shop rewards. Um, we have talked about a couple of things, but there's something that some of you witnessed the last time you guys were in the shop. There were several customers that you guys came in the shop. While Amy was there, um, and I know that you guys have questions, and I have questions too, so I think I'm going to put her on the spot right now by asking, <laughs> "What is your beef with Red Sonia?" Okay, first of all, <laughs> those are unrealistic. That's like no no chick's going to look like that, and especially if you're out beasting on a battlefield. I mean, beasting is probably not the right word, but all right, battling. <laughs> With all these people and kicking ass, you're not going to be like, so. no, you're going to be eating steak. Like, you know, she's got a carbo load before a battle. Like, you're not going to go into that, you know, oh, I'm just going to have my protein shake. Like, no, she's not doing that. It's unrealistic body standards, first of all. Second of all, no chick's going to go out on the battlefield wearing a bra and like some weird, I don't, I don't know, it's not panties, but it's some like weird bottom set as unrealistic (laughs) 
Show me someone who's actually going to... You ain't never seen a dude go into battle with, like, his muscle tease saying, you know, I lifted a lot today and grunted why I did it. Like, he's not doing that. You don't see... No, they go into battle wearing all the cool shit. No, not... No, no, no. So, yeah, that's my beef. I think that you are slut-shaming Red Sonia. There's not slut-shaming. She is confident enough to go out there in a the ballistic armored That's not bikini. Aerody- that don't even try to give me some aerodynamic crap. It allows her to be flexible as she's swinging and kicking. She's going to slip a tit with that bra. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> it is unrealistic. It has and never happened in the book. It's never happened that I'm aware Strategery of. is what that is. <laughs> unrealistic show me a chick that's actually got the muscles and you know putting on that actual body so that a young lady looking at that isn't gonna go well i shouldn't eat this because i want to look like red sonia who has got the waist of oh here we go look that's not the purpose of the of that particular comic book that's not red sonia does show a strong female character. She does. She does show a lot of strong characteristics with unrealistic body. All I'm asking is for them to put a little bit of meat on her bones. And why why do girls to be popular? Why do we got to show like all this skin? Why can't we go into battle wearing battle appropriate clothing and still be popular? We can't. We have to show cleavage. We have to show a midriff. That's the only way people are going to look at it. It's called distraction on the battlefield. Okay, actually, that is kind of a good point. But... <laughs> but Wonder Woman's been getting away with it since, what, the 1940s? Okay, you know, you can't even step on Linda Carter. <laughs> Linda Carter is not from the 1940s. Uh, she's not. Linda she's Carter, if you're, if, you're li- if you're listening to this, we apologize. But. No, but I'm saying that she's the standard because Linda Carter... <laughs> Was gorgeous wearing that Wonder Woman outfit, but also looked like a real lady. Well, yeah. Because she was a real person. Yeah. She's not like, no, like, if they would have put, like, I don't even know who, I don't know, one of these prostitutes running around. Oh, You know, methany skinny, (laughs) you know, and going, oh, I'm going to go fight. No, Linda Carter, she looked the part because she was the part. Linda Carter is the standard. And that's what everyone should look up to. I, I'll give you that. I still think that you have an unreasonable beef with Red Sonia, and uh, it's a redhead thing. Is it, it a redhead? <laughs> no, no I ain't playing. I love me some redheads. I mean, <laughs> we know you don't got a soul, but that's fine. Oh, Jesus. Shout out to Eric. We had that conversation. <laughs> All right. So prior. To getting in this, uh, joining on this crazy adventure with me. Prior to you saying, to you saying, even I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your background in comic books? I didn't have one. I grew up in Sutton, Alaska, a town of all of five hundred people. Uh, raised by hippies, so you know, comics weren't really on our. 
on our shopping list. Not to mention, the only comics I remember seeing growing up were the Archie comic books in the Cars checkout line. But that was back in the day when Cars used to have this whole magazine section. And, like, we used to go and we'd look, and there would be the Tundra comics that were there. I remember those in the newspaper um, and stuff. But it wasn't... Tundra comics is great because they're, like, the little strips, and he does have the books. But, you know, it wasn't, like, your traditional... You know, like Wonder Woman or yeah, more, you know, your Sunday or whatever. Like your, yeah, your, your, Sunday your Sunday paper. Morning. Yeah, yeah exactly. Your Sunday paper strips. Um, those those were the only comics I knew. I mean, I know as I've gotten older that comic books were around. I did not know they were still a thing until I walked into the house that one day and you turned and looked at me and said you wanted to open a comic book store. And I thought you might have been a little bit drunk, but you weren't. <laughs> Well, I really and appreciate it. And here we are. <laughs> so, uh, so with that being said, now that you've you've joined on this adventure, uh, what what books have you seen that has kind of, that have kind of maybe educated you on the comic book on the comic book scene? Like, what 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 titles would you say right now? Let me rephrase that question. What now that you've jumped into comic books, mm-hmm. so to speak, and you've definitely done it uh, supporting me, um, which I absolutely adore you for. But now that you've done that, what titles have kind of interested you, or maybe even turned you towards comic books a little bit? I was really impressed with the House and Powers of X. Uh, I really like how they cleaned up the timelines and the storylines and all of that. Because for me, as someone new into comics, you know, trying to understand all these different storylines. Like, here's a great example. Spider-Man. Oh, my goodness. How many different titles of Spider-Man are there? There's Symbiote. There's The Amazing. There's, you know, all these different Spider-Mans. And for someone who's not used to the comics, who didn't grow up reading the comic books... Unless it's been in a movie, I didn't really know about it. So I'm trying to learn all these different titles. And when Spider-Man's got 29 of them, you know, it's hard to keep up with who's who and who's in which one. You know, I I always think of the same, like my sister, uh, Sarah, when my nephew was growing up, she always knew she had to figure out which Star Wars was what because he was so obsessed with Star Wars. If she was Princess Leia, she knew we were talking about that one. Unless she was Princess Amidala, then she was that one, you know. And I have to try to figure all those out when it comes to comic books, and that's difficult. Which is why I really appreciated the House and Powers of X because it kind of pulled it all together. And then you know they continued on with now the you know. The Dawn of X. Um, the Dawn of X. Yeah. And, and on X-Men, those Marauders. Marauders and uh, Excalibur and, you know, those. So so that has been really eye-opening for me. Um, you read you, the J.J. Abrams You one, forced right? me to read the J.J. Abrams because I say Spider-Man titles because I was a little disenfranchised. Because there are so many. And for someone who's just getting into this, like, it's intimidating almost because you're looking at all these different titles and you're trying to keep up with which storyline's what. Then you made me read the J.J. Abrams one. And I was like, no, I don't want to read it. And now I'm like waiting for the next freaking book to come out, which has been delayed because of whatever movie. I don't even remember now because I'm angry about it because I want to read the next (laughs) one because it was a really good cliffhanger that they left the book on. And I'm just like, 
So I get it. I get how you can get into comics. I get how easy it is to get into these storylines because J.J. Abrams and his son are doing a fantastic job with that new Spider-Man. I love the storyline that they're doing. I love the the family ties that they're doing into it, and I love that it's different from any of the other Spider-Mans, as I understand it, because I, I ain't going to front like I read all the other titles. I haven't, right? You know, but from as I understand it, it's a different storyline than all the others, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Ooh, and Strange Academy. I think that one's adorable. Yeah. That one's just such a cool thought process. Scotty I love Young. Scotty Young in it. I love how it's like the the Hogwarts meets X-Men, you know, type thing. And it's got Doctor Strange in it. And it's, you know, I just, I love, I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. And it's a way to really pull in new, younger readers into more than one character. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, that's awesome that you say that because I, I'm hoping. Well, number one, I, I, this shows for you guys and gals out there that are uh, so, currently solo comic geeking. You can find someone out there that you can convince to jump into this craziness called the comic book hobby. So <laughs> we're proof of it right here. But uh, it's it's something that I keyed in on that you said that there's so many damn titles. Oh my god, it's a, that it's it, annoying it can, almost. As it, a as a shop owner, it's annoying because when we're doing the orders every week and we've got, you know, 15 titles of one book and here's another one that I know is probably going to be controversial, but it's also very tough for me, someone who's new into this, all the variant covers. And trying to figure out who all the people are. And they get so hyped up. Instead of just focusing on like two or three really good variants, they'll like put DC. out ten. Like DC. Yeah, they put out yeah. ten different covers. And I'm trying to keep up with who's who. Like I know who Art Germ is. And I get Chip Kid because all he does is make a cutout on the page in some different <laughs> colors. So those ones I know. But all the other ones, I'm trying to remember who these artists are. You know, and for someone that's new into it, it's super intimidating because you don't even understand what a variant is until you someone explains it to you. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of people that are feeling your pain on that one. This is why I'm really thankful that uh, here's, you know, the silver lining and all of this, the COVID-19, the closures. So I got an email from Diamond Comics. I think it was yesterday or the day before. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Spoiler alert! I don't know what he's getting ready to say, so let's find out. Yeah. So, uh, Diamond Comics—they've come. We had a couple of questions, and uh, some of those questions were, uh, "All right, what happens when you get back to the norm? Mm-hmm. When you guys start that was shipping, my worry. are you guys going to hit us with two months worth of books at once? Because we pay for all these books up front. Yeah." It's not so, consignment. It's we, right. we pay that bill before it gets to us. So all these books, it is the agreement we have in particular, I believe Bosco's and the comic shop in Fairbanks, we're all identical in our contract with, with uh, Diamond Comics because there's only one distributor. And that contract says due upon receipt. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are making your orders on pull box and everything else, uh, when you order these books and ask us to get these books, 
we've already paid for those books. That's yeah. why, you know, we're very appreciative when you come in and pick these books up or you mm-hmm. make arrangements with us to purchase the books. Right now in our situation where well, we can just send you a PayPal invoice and ship the books out for you uh, because we're paying for them, right? And any book that's not paid for is just money sitting on the racks. Right. And we have to balance being business owners with being lovers of the hobby. So Diamond has said, number one, that they're going to, they understand that, they've listened to the shops, and they're going to be easing those books out to us in small doses. It turns out right now that Diamond Comics at their warehouse has about two months worth of books sitting there waiting for shipment. Mm -hmm. So they're going to start siphoning those out next month. It looks like between mid mid May and end of May is when they're going to start shipping again. So we'll start getting those new titles. Allegedly. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I don't, I think they're going to do it. And the reason I believe they're going to do it is bailouts or not. They will not survive. Yeah, they they will not survive. So they have to get those books out. And they've made arrangements with the publishers. And this is kind of a a sour puss point with me, but they they demand that we pay them upon receipt. But they've told all the publishers because they're a monopoly and they're the ones that distribute for all the publishers. They've told Marvel, DC, Image, Boom, Absolute Comics and everything else, Dark Horse, IDW. They've told them all, hey, by the way, we're only going to be paying you guys 30%, I think it is, for the next couple of months. And in about six months to a year, we'll reassess financially and and we'll pay you 75%. So they're essentially holding their products hostage while they get their feet under them again so yeah, that they can move 100%. forward right but we now the comic shops we're paying a hundred percent so the only person really benefiting is, is is diamond in this one but they're a monopoly if there's some if there's a multi-billionaire listener out here that wants to start a distributorship we would absolutely start purchasing books from you competition makes us better mm-hmm. uh, i remember when i met uh John, the owner of Bosco's at Art at Comic-Con, one of the things that he told me, and he was very kind to me, he didn't need to say something like this to me. As a matter of fact, he went out of his way to come out to our shop in Wasilla and, and, and yeah, speak with us. Nice and he And he said, competition makes us better, and I hope that you're successful. And I, I understand that even more why he would say something like that. It's not just that he was being kind which is an Alaska thing, an Alaska trade. But John's been de- dealing with Diamond Comics since, what, the late years? Yeah, the late 70s, early 80s. He's been dealing with Diamond. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I now clearly understand why he says competition makes us all better. Because when you're dealing with a monopoly, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So that's where we're at right there. So let's look at some silver lining, though. It sounds like I just put out a bunch of negatives. I did say that we are going to get new books next uh, next month, potentially mid-May. I, I bet you it'll be more like end of May. But the silver lining, going back to what you were saying, because I went off on my rant on Diamond, is that Marvel has announced that they're going to be reducing their titles by 30%. 
that is really good news mm-hmm. for collectors, for shops, for people even getting into this hobby for the first time. Like yourself now, you're not going to be seeing all these ridiculous titles that they just keep. Because Marvel versus DC and Image and IDW, their business model apparently is flood the market with as many things with our logo as possible. Well, DC does that too. DC, Look at all the different not, Batmans. Yeah, but those... I, I think that DC is... DC's comic books are much better than their movies. I think we all agree on oh, that. Oh, yeah. Hands down. DC, what they do that I really like is that when they do do a new title, it's because they're focusing on a very popular character that came out of said title. Mm. So like Red Hood, people wanted to see a standalone for Red Hood. They wanted to see Jason Todd and see him expand with his team and everything else. The Outsiders uh, is Batman mentoring another team, this Mm. new team that he's dealing with. Then you've got uh, uh, Batman Superman, which is essentially a continuation of the Batman Who Laughs, which was just a super dark. But And DC's usually dark. It's not just a Ryan Reynolds joke. They're usually darker, more adult-oriented. Uh, but I will say that uh, um, the other thing that they do very well is that they don't flood the market with a bunch of... Uh, Variant covers. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last ratio variant in the last year for DC. A ratio variant, the one in 25 or the one in 51. Right. They don't do that typically. They just put out a variant cover. They may have two or three variant covers on a rare occasion. And, and but that you'll was know, the one I. That the was deceased, the one, uh, deceased was one of them. Yeah, where they put it, you know, the connecting variant on the same issue, which you know, for the collector, especially right now, when you have to pick and choose how many you're you're wanting to complete that set, you were having to buy both of them. Yeah, you're talking and about the Harley Quinn the Harley poison, Quinn, poison Ivy. Ivy. That was the one that I think sat wrong with all of us. And I think that they've got a lot of feedback on that because for yeah. anyone, you're having to buy three different books of the same book. You know, and if you're a completionist, like, trust me, I, I would be like that. I would be like, well, I got to have all three of them because I need to, you know, not to have one and not the other. So I just thought that it would have been much, uh, much more, I don't know, I guess for economic purposes for the, the collector. You're right. They should have done it. The next issue the next should have been issue. the connecting. So people can choose if they want to do that or not. All right. I'm going to take, I'm going to take that last statement back then because you're right. Because that did piss me off. Batman, Superman, number one, there was this, uh, it was actually, it was a variant, but not really. It was, they were considered normal covers, but you had the Batman cover and the Superman cover. Mm-hmm. And when you connected them together, you had the full image of Batman, I think, was on the left side, Superman on the right side. And then the Batman who laughs, his face was connected by the two issues. Yeah. And you had to buy the two issues right. plus the cardstock variant to have the collection. And... It was a very cheap way of DC trying to compete with Marvel that puts out like 10 or 11 different variants right. for the same book. And once again, 
I do applaud DC for rarely doing the ratio variance because I think right. the ratio variance, I mean, they just, I understand there's one argument for the shops that say that it gives the shop that one valuable book mm-hmm. that we can now sell for a little higher price to make up for all the other books that we purchased. Right. But at one in 25, if I already purchased 35 of them, I typically take the one in 25 and throw it in the pile and let people get a chance at it. However, if it's a, if it's a, a, a title that, that, that is not popular with a lot of readership. Mm-hmm. So like if, um, uh, one of them was Canto. Canto looks like a great book. And I have one or two customers that pick up that book. I am not knocking on that book. But as a comic book shop, that's not a book that I would traditionally buy yeah. 25 or 30 of those books because I'd be eating all of them. Mm-hmm. But I have customers that love that book so much that they're willing to pay the difference on those 25 books to get that one in 25. Well, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to uh, make that available to them. I think I understood why they did that. And like, for instance, with Canto and stuff like that, it's only that one variant. Right. Marvel will do that with like 10 different covers. They'll have a one in 50, a one in 25, uh, a one in 25, a one in 50. They'll have a one in 10. But then they'll go up as high as a one in 500. Yeah. Who, unless you're a Midtown Comics or a comic book shop the size of Walmart, who can do a 500 comic book order? Yeah. For, we, one, we don't even for one issue. For one issue. That's what yeah, I'm saying. For, for one, one cover. For one cover. Yeah. 500 books, 500, 600 books might be my whole order for the week. Yeah. On multiple titles, let alone one book. Yeah. Not to mention the shipping that would be uh, involved in that. So, yeah. I mean, I I believe that there is a silver lining in all of this. The, the, shutdown, si- the, the, the shutdown. The shutdown for sure because uh, the industry for the first time is looking. They're having to stop and reassess. Yes. Uh is Marvel going to really learn their lesson from this? I don't know. Uh, they, I won't hold my breath. Yeah. I think DC is, though, because it looks like Jim Lee is already shifting his mindset, so to speak, or at least his team of leaders there, because mm-hmm. I was commenting very aggressively with my military background that it didn't seem like there was many leaders there. A lot of managers, no leaders, and as we know, there's a... For my military veterans out there, there are two types of people uh, in charge, so to speak. You have your managers and your leaders, and there's a significant difference between the two. Mm-hmm. A manager manages. A leader inspires you to be better, to do better, yeah. to serve better. And DC wasn't demonstrating that for quite some time. And then all of a sudden, I think Jim Lee does this uh, uh, this fundraiser for Bink, which is supposed to help out the smaller comic book shops right now. And he's auctioned off a bunch of his work. And he is refreshing his contact with the fan base 
because he's the people purchasing those books aren't celebrities. Right. The people purchasing his custom artwork that he's using for fundraisers, they're not executives at Marvel or DC or or Amazon or anything else. They're the fans that are paying tens of thousands of dollars. I want to say right now, he's already raised over $150,000 just in selling his artwork. That is absolutely amazing. But it also reminded him that it's the fans that are throwing that money down. So you see what I mean? Yeah. It is absolutely amazing. And I think that that's going to hopefully be something that, that all of them really, I don't know, learn their lesson is kind of a lack of a better term because, you know, I think that they'd all kind of gotten so big ballery in the last, you know, couple of years with the success of several of the movies and this, that, and the other, that they all just kind of, you know, lost touch with their initial base of customers. It's not, you know, some CEO, it's not some president of something, you know, it's, it's Joe, you know, Schmo that works, you know, a normal nine to five job. It's your hardcore fan who happens to be a firefighter or a police officer or, you know, someone who runs a financial advisor, you know, shop or something like that. That's those are the people that I would hope that they're remembering is their, you know, real big customer base. That's the people that are floating them around. Your Uber driver, your DoorDash person, Mm -hmm. uh, your your pizza delivery person. That, your military guy, that you know, who using, just yeah. use takes that comic book with them when they go on deployment because that gives them that little bit of escape when they're, you know, doing whatever it is they need to do. It's the, you know, the parent who puts the kids to bed just so that they can have, you know, that 30 minutes of sitting down and reading that book and, and enjoying that title. You know, it's it, that's, that's the thing that I want them to remember. Absolutely. I... I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, if the industry learns anything from this is that people choose to spend their disposable income Mm -hmm. on their products. This isn't a necessity. This isn't milk. This isn't electricity. You know, this isn't your mortgage payment. You know, this is an absolute luxury. And this is what people are choosing to spend any extra that they have. And especially right now. People don't have a lot of that. So the stuff that they are getting, I'm hoping that these that they're really remembering this time right here, right now, where, you know, they're fans. It's not it's not some basketball player doing some fundraiser to keep them in business. It's, you know, an artist who's choosing to help these small businesses. It's that's what's happening, and I think, and I hope that Donny Cates, you know, Donny Cates, and on on all of those, Jim Lee, and I hope that the bigger, you know, ballers, for lack of a better term, in the game, you know, the big titles, the DC, Marvel, you know, those guys, they really remember this time right here, right now, because that's that's what I want them to remember. Like they were six months ago, where they were literally flossing with all of their different, you know, titles and all of these things and just flooding us with so many things that we couldn't even keep up. Yeah, TKO Presents, uh, TKO Studios, they stepped up to the plate immediately. Oh, man, TKO is fantastic. You know, they just, from the beginning of us opening a shop, they didn't, 
they didn't know if we were going to make it or not, but man, they were, they were our number one fans from the beginning and they sent us all that stuff. They check in with us. Like they don't, they don't need to do that. We're, we're a small shop in Alaska and that company checks in with us. And not only that, they went above and beyond to make sure we make it right now. And I don't know if you haven't read one of TKO's books, you've got to, they're the, they're the Netflix of comics. They put all their stuff out in one book. You can get it in the separate issue box set or it can come as like a trade paperback. And their oh man, their titles are they are so unique. It is not what you would expect. And it's fantastic. They're just fantastic. And the the fact that right now you can go to their website and they will you can at checkout select our shop and they will give us 50% of the sale. Yeah, they didn't yeah. They didn't. They you didn't don't see do you don't see any of the other places doing you know, that. Marvel and DC are not doing that. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not calling and checking on us. No. No. Uh the the president and owner well one of the owners of TKO literally called us up this small brand new shop in Alaska to check on us and mm-hmm. to ask us what we thought and what he could do to help us. I, that's There was no reason for him to do no, that. He and, chose to do that. And if you think about the comic book industry and what I've learned in the short almost year that we've been doing this, it was this time last year that we were starting the renovations and getting rid of that god-awful carpet that was in the <laughs> shop when we first the got the unit. zebra carpet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think about, like, the other podcasters, you know, like TiVo, you know, those guys that are Lords constant of Lords of the Lombox. Shout out. Shout out Lords of the Lombox. Like, these guys, I remember how excited you were when they gave you that shout out in their podcast. Like, that was like a defining moment in our growth as a shop. And that's what I love about this industry. Alaska also kind of gives like another 25% of awesome with that because Alaska is all about helping out that small business and they want people to succeed. It's not, you know, that cutthroat big city where, you know, some big box store wants to like overpower you and, you know, make sure you don't succeed. Alaska is different like that because you got people always trying to support a small business. And then on top of that, the comic book industry, all of us other small owners, you know, shop owners, Lords of the Lawn Box, these other podcasts, we're all helping each other out doing shout outs. And like we're sending them, you know, the one guy, the T-shirt, you know, the put it in my box or put that in my box. I, I want to do the other shirt that says put it in my box because I just <laughs> think that's hilarious. But. And for those of you that have been buying our uh our our swag it is available on the website right yeah. now if you go to uh agescomicsalaska.com you can pick up either an Aegis Comics of Alaska hoodie or t-shirt or if you want to go hard and you want to uh represent that love for the pull box you can get one of our own exclusive put that in my box t-shirt or hoodie they come in multiple colors and you're helping out the shop that way. Uh, real quick, shout out to our honorary executive producers for this show. Oh, that's right. We've got those yeah, we got now. to give those shout outs. Uh, giving a shout out to Jason. A shout out to Scott. To Jamie. To Robert. To Dave. And to Alex. Thank you for helping support this podcast and to all of our others that have 
supported this show. Mm-hmm. So those are our executive producers. Those are the guys that have uh, guys and gals that are supporting us at the superhero level of $50 per month that we love you. We are completely humbled. But even those of you that are only giving a dollar, $3, thank you so much. And a shout out to you guys as well. Uh, our pull box heroes, which are the people that are giving 10 bucks per month. That's Aaron, Joshua, Catherine, the other Catherine. <laughs> thank you. And then a uh, shout out to, to Chase. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for deciding to take your disposable income and throw it our way to keep our doors open and to keep uh, things like this, this type of entertainment mm-hmm. going. We're going to continue to put out these yeah. podcasts. Now that I'm home for the next several weeks, you're probably going to see some other would you call it debauchery? Debauchery. I'm coming off night shift. I'm coming off night shift, and I'm from Sutton. That's that. That's that. That hippie lifestyle. I ain't, I ain't enunciating that. You're probably going to see some funny stuff coming your way from us, because you know we all know I can't stay serious for more than about a second. Well, if you want to support this uh, this podcast or our YouTube channel in particular, uh, please go to our Patreon. The Patreon link is on the website. And if uh, you're not able to get to the website right now, it is patreon.com backslash Aegis Comics Alaska. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Aegis Comics Alaska. And you can join one of the plans to support us or you can do a customized donation. And it's not really a handout here because we consider it. Or how we are viewing it is as a as a tip jar for the shop. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to put out the best product for you guys. We're going to continue to give. That's yeah, not going to you, to you and I specifically. That's no. going directly back, That's into, the back shop into the shop and anything that we can do to keep us going right now. And then once things eventually get back to normal, all of that's going to go just to future endeavors and just keeping stuff up to date and getting all the awesomeness out. Well, thank you, everyone, for supporting supporting Alaska's comic book shop. Absolutely. And we hope to see you soon. Take care.